Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Thursday, the last day of June, the last day of the first half of 2022, which will turn out to be um, the worst first half in the stock market. I think they said since 1970, since the 70s, I don't know, 40, 50 years, somewhere in that neighborhood, but uh, it's bad. And, and you know what's funny? Yesterday I put, what was the title of yesterday's, let's see, uh, short the S&P with SPXU, which is triple levered. Market update 629. I titled it that. Uh, most of the regular listeners just kind of listen no matter what the title is. But I think the title on the podcast is what drives a lot of listenership. Um, I've noticed when I uh, uh, put in, hey, you can trade around the market. Hey, um, Tesla uh, is a big one. Twitter is a big one. Energy uh, is always a big one. But when I put those things in the title, I, I get a lot more listens. Um, you know, I, I did earlier this week, I did BHAT is crazy Revlon. You can trade, um, that, that, that episode didn't do that great. Then when I put in tons of trading opportunities in this market, that got almost double the listenership, um, of what the, the BHAT title. And yesterday I said, short the S and P with SPXU, um, that got next to nothing. I mean, People listened to it. It might have been because it was an hour. I was going off for an hour. Um, but SPXU is your play. I mean, you know, I, I kind of the algorithms had us in since 1661. I, I kind of brought it up at that point. It was June 9th. Uh, I said, hey, <clears throat> this market is just a bounce. You want to get, get short on it? Try some of these. And I brought up Sark and I brought up. S triple Q and I would brought up SPXU. So that was in a previous episode. Um, but SPXU, uh, ironically today with the futures down about 400, um, on the Dow, I haven't checked the futures on the S and P, but, uh, SPXU is going to open up, you know, again, this one got you out with an 11% gain. It's using the 50 day as support. The 50 day right now is at 1877. Um, let's look at SPXU, um, to 20. So, uh, you know, again, 18, I'm sorry, the 50 days at 1872. Uh, so we're at 20, we're about 10% higher than where it should be. The MACD has not crossed up again. Um, this one got you out. I think it was an early out on June 27th. So three days ago, it got you out. Uh, with an 11% gain, I, I kind of said, Hey, it's using that 50 day. I don't know that you want to get out, but if you didn't get out, you still have some upside. Cause I thought we were going back to 22. In fact, I may buy this one today, even though it's at twenties, uh, I may put in an order just under 20. Um, it's at 2059 in the pre-market. I may put it in at 1999. Um, because I do think that we're going to 22. I think this market's going down. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I've been saying for, you know, this whole week, even though we've been up, um, for, for portions of the week yesterday, I made money in the market. Um, I've made money trading, but you know, my long, my long portfolio made money in the market yesterday. And I think it was basically because of Apple. Um, there was a big, I was rereading some of my notes yesterday from earlier in the year. And I think it was either March or April. Uh, Joe Terranova on CNBC uh, quoted this. The, the second half of the year begins now, and, and this was his quote. This was said on CNBC, and I don't, didn't have the date, but uh, Joe Terranova said, this is a midterm election year. Um, there have been, said that 
of the 33 years since 1932 where we had a midterm election cycle with one of the houses in control of the president, only two times has the last six months of the year been down. So as you go into the last half of this year, what's going to be up? What's going to be your play? Well, um, energy, I think, is going to continue to be the play. And let me go down. Uh, Fang got killed. Um, uh, Marathon Petroleum got killed. Devin got killed. UCO got killed. Oxy got killed. Everything in energy got killed yesterday, and it's because of recession fears. So essentially what's happening is um, Powell, when he said he's going to destroy demand, well, if you destroy demand, you're going to destroy demand for oil as well. And what happens when oil demand gets, gets destroyed? Prices come down. Uh, so not only will you have uh, demand coming down, but you're probably going to have supply coming up. So you may have a perfect storm where energy prices again get depressed into the you know, $20, $30 per barrel uh, price range. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think you're going to continue to see demand. Um, there, I read an article this morning that there are SUV killers or there's an um, a environmentalist movement that started in Europe and it's taking hold here in New York. It's come to our shores, and essentially what they do is um, overnight they kind of go throughout cities and deflate the tires of larger SUVs who are using oil um, to kind of highlight. And then in the morning they kind of, you know, the group kind of announces that they've done this, blah, 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 the whole thing. I don't know how they get away with it, but it is what it is. But um, you're going to st- still see demand for oil. Um, you know, Hale- Halima Croft was on, um, uh, oh, this was a quote um, from uh, a Motley Fool article that I read this morning um, from an analyst who said, hey, energy's not done. Warren Buffett's pouring more money into energy. This is a guy who's won, you know, what, 70 years? Um, you know, he's got a huge history of doing this stuff. Uh, and this, this, this analyst said, as I've been reiterating recently, investors should figure out how much exposure they want to the energy sector, either through individual stocks or ETFs, and try to keep that exposure fixed as part of a diversified portfolio, selling after big increases and adding on declines. Since it's highly possible we have continued supply shocks, at least some exposure to the sector is probably warranted, if only for hedging purposes. That mechanical mathematical view is probably best in such a volatile sector on top of a volatile market. XLE, you know, I I don't think there's an energy um, ETF that I would suggest other than XLE because it it, it is, you know, you have a buy-in at 7510, you're at 7306. Um, That MACD is down, the, the RSI is at 37. Do I think that it's going down, the RSI is going down to 20? Well, two weeks ago, it was at 18. Um, That is on, let's see, June 17th. It was at 18. So, what, 13 days ago? Two weeks? Um, The the volume is huge on that spike. The volume's going down. So, do I think that, you know, the the volume on the negative side is going to go up? No. I, 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 you know, again, do I think you're going from 75 to 85? Probably. Uh. You know, the, the, the VWAP right here is at 78. And, and I've got the volume weighted average pulled back to um, March, where we really started to see the first climb. Um, at, at this price, you are back to March 23rd. And the, 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 the you know, you're trading at 73. Um, the volume with people holding from March is at 78. So, I think you've got opportunity in this sector. And again, all of those MACDs from yesterday, you're just getting them at a discount. Devin, uh, Oxy, buy under 60, sell over 60. I think that's a good strategy for you. But I, I do think that that energy is, is a continued play. Um, Berkshire B, um, if you wanted to and not necessarily hold, um, hold your uh, Oxy or anything like that, 
Berkshire B is at, it's gotten tanked. Um, there's a buy in the algorithm at uh, uh, 268. You're trading at 273 right now. Uh, it's on a downward slide. The MACD's kind of going down. The RSI's at 39. Um, you know, Berkshire B is a great, you just coming off April where this thing was at 352. You've lost a significant amount in this stock. Um, and, and part of that is probably because, uh, you know, Warren Buffett's getting up there in age. Is he actually making the, the, the decisions? Who knows? Um, but you are trading back to where you were in September 2021 with Berkshire. Um, you know, the markets have come down. Uh, the, the Berkshire B, let's see what Berkshire B um, is trading at. Their forward PE is 18. So you're right at about the historical levels of the uh, S&P. McDonald's and UNH yesterday were the leaders. Um, McDonald's is one that I think can can survive um, some of these things. Again, you've got a trading range here of between 220 and 270. Um, This is not something that, that swings a ton. I don't know that we're necessarily going back to 220. Um, you had a buy-in on the algorithm at June 22nd at 244. You're at 247 right now. This one's not going to swing a ton. If you want some safety, you want some uh, a uh, uh, a dividend. Let's see, McDonald's dividend is 2.23 percent. It's not a horrible place to be. You know, I'd I'd tell you rather than ten thousand dollars in this, put ten thousand dollars into I bonds. You'll get a better return. It's just my my thing on that one. Uh, UNH continues to freaking climb. We should have bought this one at 440, like I, I thought we should. Uh, the algorithm had a 475, but God, it got all the way down to um, 449, and then just bounced up. Uh, yeah, 449.70 on June 17th. Uh, their earnings are coming up. Um, this one is overbought. July 14th is their earnings. Their RSI is at 67. People are just floundering to this one um, for, uh, for safety. Uh, the XLV, even the XLV, you had a buy-in at 121 on uh, June 22nd. You're at 128 right now. So um, there was a, I've been posting on Twitter a bunch of articles about uh, dividends and, and, and dividend safety. There were a couple, um, PAA and CTO are two that have 7% dividends that you could buy and have upside. So right now, um, PAA, which Plains All-American Pipeline, which is an energy pipeline, again, which has been getting killed, has a 7% dividend. Um, They've already paid their dividend, but their earnings are coming up on August 9th. So you don't necessarily have an ex-dividend date on this one. Let me see. Um, Their earnings. Their actual uh, dividend is 8.75%. PAA right now is trading at 992. This one trades in a range of between 10 and 12. You could get a 20% uh, increase on this one based on earnings, based on energy prices. This is a pipeline. Now, I will warn you, the death cross is coming. That 50-day is moving down. The 200-day on a four-hour chart is at $10, $10 $10.83. That's right where the 50-day is moving to. Since the stock is trading below 10, that 50-day is moving downward. The 200 is moving downward. On the daily, you're not quite that close. The 50-day is at 1082, but the 200-day is at 1049. So you're 40 cents away. <clears throat> Again, you're trading under. That MACD on the daily is about to cross up. The RSI is at 39. Again, PAA is the one. Uh, you know, I think... I think you can hold that one for the dividend. Uh, I think you can hold it for earnings. I think it's probably going back up to 11. Uh, CTO is another one. CTO is a uh, realty growth. I, I think it's a REIT. Um, this one, <clears throat> let's look at Finviz. And I got to do screen capture so I can show you guys what I'm looking at. 7.39% um, dividend yield. Now, forward PE is 72. So this one is super, super rich. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to um, go, you know, horribly down in this market. <clears throat> this has a trading range 
of, you know, recently kind of the year to date is between 56 and 67. So it's within that range. You had a buy-in here at 59. You're trading at 60. Um, that MACD is crossing down. The RSI is up. I wouldn't necessarily expect it to, uh, to continue. You do have an upcoming three-for-one split um, on July 1st. There's a catalyst for you, three-for-one split. Their earnings are coming up on July 28th. Again, the, the symbol is CTO. Uh, upstart downgraded and was down 10% yesterday. Uh, I've said on the podcast before, I like this stock. You would have gotten out yesterday with a 16% loss. Uh, this is just a broken stock. And part of the reason for the downgrade is as they analyze their loans. Remember, this is a, uh, a loan company. And they do loans on an algorithm, um, an artificial intelligence basis. So it's more than just a FICO. And supposedly they can provide uh, more secure loans to lower, uh, more high-risk folks um, at a better uh, payback rate than FICO. Well, the, the analyst who analyzed it said, nope, you've got even a worse payback level than FICO. So that's why you're seeing this one go down. I like the model of this one. I, I liked, you know, part of the problem was during good times, everyone was tr paying back their loans. So money was cheap. They were able to loan it out. Um, you know, people had money to pay them back. Now that people are having problems paying their bills, having problems paying their loans back, Upstart is having a problem getting people to pay their money back. And again, these are high-risk people who don't necessarily have higher credit scores, who don't mind, um, you know, again, not necessarily paying their loan back, but they probably have a choice between house, uh, medicine, um, you know, supporting kids, whatever, and paying their loan back. They're not going to pay their loan back. They're going to kind of, you know, do the quote-unquote survival thing. I mean, you know, at that point, you worry about your credit score only so much as you can survive. Um, and, and that's why Upstart is kind of getting hit in this realm. Uh, NVIDIA just got destroyed yesterday. Um, and like I said, anything under 160, I think that's the range where this one really becomes uh, super, super interesting. Um, there's been a bunch of articles that I've read. Uh, their earnings are coming up on August 17th. Um, one of the things that ties into this is Micron today, uh, MU reports after the bell. That's another chip company. Um, I've been hearing and reading a lot about this one, potentially, uh, downgrading, uh, or giving guidance that the future is not as good, uh, or that we have a glut and we have a, a chip overage rather than a chip shortage. So that could take this stuff down. I wouldn't buy Micron, uh, uh, even though I said, hey, buy it before earnings. I, I you know, again, at 56, uh, I think you could have bought this one and then ridden it all the way up to 60, almost gotten your 10%. Um, but now that, that those rumors are coming out and this one kinda, has kind of slipped down, uh, the algorithm still has you in, but it's going to get you out. I just think that going into earnings, this one has a bit of a troubled uh, look on it, I should say. And with that, I would probably hold off on NVIDIA. Again, if you're looking to start a position on NVIDIA five years from now, I don't think you're necessarily hurt by this one. The algorithm has you out as of yesterday's afternoon candle with a uh, small, um, it looks like a 3% loss. Again, most of my stop losses are 3 to 5% when I do kind of short-term trading. Um, but uh, the 5% the loss, are you, five years from now, are you hurt that you bought this one at 155? Probably not. Um, but I think for the short term, I think you're you're probably going down. If Micron reports a bad number, you're in the the 140 handle range, uh, and I think that's a better better opportunity for you. Uh, Tesla is under 700. Um, I think you load up on this one again. Uh, 685. Uh, it's trading at 669. Do I think this one goes down to 500? I don't know. Uh, July 1st next week, you'll, you'll get your, uh, your first look or tomorrow. 
you might get your first look at, at the order deliveries. Uh, it's going to be higher than it was year over year, but will it meet the analyst expectations with the China shutdown, um, with Berlin and Texas kind of, um, you know, not necessarily producing as much, uh, and, and Elon saying, hey, they're costing us a fortune. Eh, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'd kind of, I'd kind of hold off on this one. I, I think if you get under 650 today, I think that might be a, a good time to put a couple thousand dollars in there and to look at that one. Again, it's down 2% today. Cleveland Cliffs. I am semi-concerned about the rollover in commodities as it pl- applies to this. You're trading at 1563. Like I said, uh, I was interested in this one when it came under 16. You have a, um, a MACD cross-up. Uh, on June 27, three days ago at 1695, I'd said, hey, I'm not sure you want it at 1695, but it looks like it's going to start running at some time. This is in a free fall. Um, I don't know that I necessarily would go into this one. Iron ore is a commodity. That's what these guys produce. Um, it, commodities getting killed as inflation goes up. <clears throat> Are they going to report earnings? Are they going to bring back their earnings estimate? I don't know. I'd kind of stay away from this one. Uh, Enphase, which we talked about, which has a huge dividend, um, has gotten beaten down. You're out. Uh, This one, you had a buy-in June 22nd. I think I went over it. At 192, you're out with a 3% loss at 184 today. Uh, I'd hold off on it. Uh, Let's see the the dividend, uh, which I think is huge. Maybe not. Maybe this is the solar company that just provides. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, their earnings their earnings per share is just flying. I mean, um, back in October 2021, 60 cents per share. Um, February 8th, 73 cents per share. Uh, April 26th, 79 cents per share. And their next earnings are coming up on June, July 26th. Um, Prince Spider doesn't give me the analyst estimates and stuff. Uh, but Enphase is one that I wanted to look at. Um, RH brought down all the retail sector. They said their buyers are not spending. Um, they brought down forecasts for the year. They didn't have to do that. They were down 10% last look. They're trading at 237. Um, this is one that you would have gotten out. You wouldn't be in. There was a buy here on June 23rd, uh, but you're out with a 5% loss. Um, Bitcoin is under 20,000. So I wanted to bring up, uh, since uh, I haven't bought this one, BITI, you're at $40. Uh, you could have gotten this one. Uh, it looks like it opened at about 38. So it's been, been going up. You don't have your, your 20, 10, 15, 20%. You think Bitcoin's going down? BITI is the way to do it because you can short Bitcoin. Um, that's essentially what that one does. Uh, B-H-A-A-T, which is Blue Hat Interactive, which is a retail favorite, charting this one yesterday to 296, kind of uh, charted it yesterday that you could have gotten in at 3, out at 320. Uh, It was an interesting one to watch. I haven't done a lot of day trading. Revlon went for a small run before becoming oversold, and yes, I was watching some of these Runners yesterday to see where they're at. You're at 458. My assumption is you don't get above five today. Let's see. Revlon is uh, 431. So you're even down further. Um, let's see. TLT. I wanted to look at this one. This is the 20-year bond. Uh, so if you buy TLT, it's an iShare 20-year bond. This one's been going down, just shooting down. Um, you had a buy-in here June 17th at 112. It's trading at 113. Uh, the algorithm makes you 19, loses you 19%. Uh, the asset performance loses you 30%. This is a uh, probably a short-term trade around the 20-year treasury bond. Okay. Um, by the way, I'm probably going to go on for another 20 minutes. If you want my, my plays for today, it's SQQQ, it's SPLX, uh, SP, um, uh, SPXU, which is triple levered S&P uh, short. 
It's S-A-R-K. Um, it, it's everything that's short. So I, I think today you're going to see a down day. I think I just saw um, Scar- the, the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, on, on TV. And, and essentially he said it right. If the Fed goes a full 1% point, I think that it's going to be a 75-point uh, increase for July. But next week, if they go a full point, I think it shocks the market, but I think it's in a good way. Because I think if they go a full point, then the market says, you know what? Maybe we have hit a bottom. But uh, let's look at SARK. If you look at SARK, are we in a buy? Um, your, your MACD's crossing up right now. Get ready. This one's going to 75 again. SARK's going back up to 75. You're at 61 right now. This shorts the ARK Innovation Fund, ARKK. Um, and ARKK is, which I do own a small portion of. This was a buy at 41.45. You're at 41.53. You're trading at $40 and 78 cents. So you will, you will lose money on this, this trade. Um, one of the last five trades has been a gain. Uh, that was a buy on March 17th and you sold out April 7th for a 6% gain. You could have taken a 10% gain on this one. But SPXU, SARK, SQQQ, those are your plays. If you're looking for something to just buy and hold for a couple of days, that's it. Uh, energy, again, like we talked about, that had a, um, a, a MACD cross-up. But as long as recession fears continue um, and, and Powell continues to make some news with some of his comments that we are going to destroy demand, uh, energy is going to go down. So, you know, uh, one that went down yesterday, a chip that I own, uh, is AMD, it, the, the MACD crossed down yesterday. The RSI is at 32. Is it time to get in? Eh, probably not. Um, you're trading at 77 right now. Um, AMD's forward PE is 15. <clears throat> you're trading at, at below S&P um, guide right there. S&P traditional historically is traded at 17. So if, and they, they're not bringing down their earnings, but again, they're trading with the chip sector, which is just getting killed. NVIDIA forward PE, 24. This was trading at a 75 PE at uh, $335. Um, the high was 346 back on, uh, in December. I don't know the actual date. November, November 22nd, sorry, November 22nd. So. Um, you know, Starbucks, SBUX, I had my parents sell out of this one at 75. Um, it, it dropped down to 70. We have a double bottom in this one. Um, according again, this is on, on Finviz. They, they show a daily and they show a double bottom right there. Um, do you take off from here? I don't know. You got a, a top here of about 80 bucks. You're trading at 76. Uh, they upped their dividend uh, by f- to 49 cents a share. So it's a 2.56% dividend. Um, I don't know. I mean, God, you know, this is the opening of China. Who knows? I, again, let's look at S bucks in our algorithm. I've been looking at it on Finviz, just staring at that double bottom. It had a buy here on June 23rd at 74.11. You're at 76 right now. There's a gap here between 69 and 70. I don't know that it's going to fill it, but again, they have earnings coming up on July 26th. Their ex-dividend date is August 11th. You got time to buy it. I just don't see a huge, when I pull back to, to recent highs that were, you know, January, this has been in a slide since January, but when I pull back to the, the highs in January where it was trading for, a, um, you know, $113, 115 um, it's crazy, $115 and it's down into 70 um, but your forward PE on this one, by the way, is 22, so it's still high. But you got a 74, 74 handle on it now, 76 pre-market. Uh, I, 
probably stay away from it. One that I, I think has gotten killed this so far this year, and you can see it all the way since January, is XRT, the retail um, ETF. This one has just, again, you've had one positive trade here, and it was uh, buy-in at January 31st, and you sold out on February 14th for a 1% gain. All of the others have been horrible. Your performance on the algorithm is um, minus 12% versus an asset performance of 36% over 1,000 candles. Um, you've only had eight wins, 24 losses. The average win was 10%. That's what I like to focus on. The average win was t- 10%. So when you think that we've hit a bottom, there's a potential chance that you can get a 10% gain on this one. But the XRT right now, uh, you'd be out. The RSI is at 30 38. I, I, I don't think it's a great one. Um, oh, by the way, so yesterday I was watching CNBC uh, and, and here's some good ones. Kevin Simpson from Capital Wealth Planning. Uh, he had some good points. Uh, Home Depot, uh, which gives off a yield of 2.78%. Uh, you'd be a buy at 277 on this one, June 24th. Um, it's trading at 273 right now. You're probably going to get out of this one, I would say, <clears throat> in the near term. Um, so I, I wouldn't buy it right now, but it's a 2.78% yield. Um, he thinks it's got at least a 10% upside um, from, you know, you, again, you're buying at lows. Uh, this is a forward PE is 15. This is a retail stock that's continued to grow, continued to show growth through earnings, uh, and you got a forward PE of 15. Um, the next one that he liked was Target. Target, they've said the second half of this year is going to be strong. Their forward PE is 11. Uh, they're going to grow strong, and they have a 3% dividend yield. Um, again, their forward PE is 11. So the next one that he likes was Walmart, which is less of a um, podcast Gary favorite. The forward PE is 17. Their yield is 1.84%. They're down at 121. Again, he, th- he sees at least a 10% upside back up to the 135, 140 range. Um, he likes that one. Those are the three that he said, hey, uh, oh, there was another one, Lowe's. So Lowe's, Target, Walmart, Home Depot, just think of it. The two large uh, home um, improvements and the two large uh, quote-unquote retailers. Uh, Lowe's forward PE is 11, and they've got a 2.39% dividend. So if I were to pick my two favorites, I would say Lowe's and Target. Those are my two favorites. Uh, Again, Lowe's is trading at about 176. Um, He thinks that you have at least a a 10% upside during good times uh, there. Uh, BABA is an interesting one because BABA, uh, TrendSpider, I think, pointed this out. Um, since February, Baba has not been able to get over 120. 120 has rejected twice since February. And you can see it clearly, even on a four hour chart. Um, 120 with the volume right there. Um, let's pull it back to the highs where we were July 2nd of last year. You've got a significant volume shelf here between 113 and 120. And it keeps rejecting at 120. You're trading at 114 right now, uh, which means 5% dividend or 5% upside. Um, I would wait for it to get closer below 110 and then buy it. But again, it's rejecting at 120. So you've got a a 110 to 120 price right there. Um, By the way, and going back to NVIDIA uh, around this time, Closing Bell had a Twitter uh, poll yesterday. 75% of CNBC uh, watchers that voted on the Twitter poll think NVIDIA is the best second half play. Just thought that's interesting. Um, Now, uh, another thing that I noticed yesterday, the second half, we talked about the second half of the S&P. This is just a quote from an article I posted again on Twitter. Data compiled by Dow Jones Market Data shows that the S&P has bounced back after post-first-half falls of 15% or more. The sample size, however, is small, with only five instances going back to 1932. 
1970, 1962, 1940, 1939, and 1932. The average gain in the second half was 23%. The median is 15%. Uh, the high was 1932, where you had a second half 55% gain. So that, I think that was the beginning of, of the end of the, uh, the Great Depression. Uh, the S&P second half performance after a first half fall of 15% or more. Um, the S&P did rise in each of these instances with an average rise of 23.66 and medium of 15.5. Yeah. So the, the, the point is everybody that I'm talking to while, while bearish from now until the middle of July, when you get earnings revisions, when you get Powell increasing rates, um, you know, second half, you could see an end to the Ukraine war. You could see commodity prices come down. Uh, you could see inflation kind of moderate, if not go away. You could see fears of um, recession go away because maybe we've already hit the recession. So, reasons to be positive. If you want to be negative, Watch Zip Trader. Watch Charlie's last night video. Uh, it, it's a big red warning uh, kind of icon on YouTube that says 73% down. And he makes the point we could go down 73% because um, the, the past four, I think he has four or five examples of uh, runs that have been kind of pulled down uh, with coming lingering kind of stuff. He, he goes over that we're still in the short term. Uh, of this pullback. It hurts, but we're in the short term. And part of the reason why we are hurting so much is because we've had so much of a run-up. So with that run-up, he contends that we could go down 73%. He doesn't think that's true, but he says that it's there. Um, his pick yesterday, by the way, ALNA, they canceled their uh, distribution of additional stock dilution. Um, and they canceled it and it ran up. Same thing that happened with B hat, blue hat. Um, we're going to check Fang now. Well, we're going to check Microsoft first in the algorithm. Microsoft in the algorithm was a buy at 251. You're trading at 256. Uh, it hit all the way up to 267. Um, you've got earnings coming up on July 26th. Uh, your MACD is crossing down your RSI at 52. Not a buy right now, but in the 250 range, why are you not buying Microsoft? Uh, let's look at their, their forward PE. Maybe that's the reason. Uh, forward PE is 24. God, but with Microsoft, why are you not buying it? Again, when it hits that 250, 240 range, I would say load up your Brinks truck if you don't already. I own quite a bit of it already, so I don't. Apple's forward PE 21. I think I posted an article from uh, Goldman Sachs that Apple is one of their biggest purchases uh, at these rates because they think there's significant catalysts. You are a buy uh, in the algorithm at 134, and that was on January, June 22nd. Um, the RSI right now is at 51. The kind of MACD's kind of turning over a little bit. <clears throat> um, again, I say anything in the 130s, buy it. I, I think, you know, again, buying at 130, I don't think two years from now you're going to be upset at all. Uh, Amazon, that was the other one that, uh, that Goldman Sachs said buy in the article that I posted. You're a buy at 107. It's turning over. The algorithm the rhythm would tell you to kind of wait on this one. Since they're split, by the way, they're split. They were trading at 125. And it's at 108. God, why are you not buying this one? Let's see Amazon's forward PE. What's happening right now is the new CEO, Jassy, is um, kind of dealing with what Bezos left over. Bezos overspent, overstaffed, um, and, and the growth just didn't keep up. And so uh, Jassy's trying to rein that one in. But as far as future goes, again, I think you know a year from now you're looking at a hundred and fifty dollar stock. Uh, their forward PE is still forty. 
But this one traditionally trades at 90 just because they grow so freaking much and so fast. Um, let's look at Google. Google, I, I've told you before, Google, G-O-O-G, their forward PE is 16. 16 is their forward PE. Anything with a uh, 2200, they're 2245 uh, right now is G-O-O-G. You had a buy-in at 22.23 on June 22nd. I wouldn't buy it right now. The um, catalyst for this one is the July 18th split, 20 for one. You're going to be da- down around 100 bucks where uh, Amazon is. So I, I, I think you buy it before that split. Again, splits mean nothing, but from a retail trader standpoint, from a buyback standpoint, um, you've got crazy, crazy opportunity here. Um, and Meta, let's look at Meta and then we'll look at Netflix. Meta, um, you've got a buy at 167, you're trading at 163, it's at 161 in the pre-market. So, uh, the RSI's at 44, MACD's starting to cross up again. It's weak, but the market's weak. So, uh, let's look at Netflix because I believe, the only thing I believe in Netflix is if they do password, if they restrict password sharing, boom. I think this one doubles. I think you go back up to over 200, which is a nice move on this one. Uh, the algorithm has a buy-in at 180. The RSI is at 45. It's kind of flattening out here, but again, the market's flattening out. So um, you've got a pretty good volume shelf here pushing at 200. And most likely 200 is going to be the rejection uh, until you have earnings on July 19th. So uh, with energy, Halima Croft was on saying that Biden can only hope um, that the Saudis with his meeting in a couple of weeks push 1 million more barrels. But the ban on Russian oil, which starts in January, and remember, there's already a kind of uh, hands-off ban on Russian oil. But what happens in January is Germany will no longer pump Russian oil through a pipeline, uh, energy, you know, natural gas, oil. Uh, Europeans will no longer ship in via tankers uh, Russian oil. So Russia has to find a place to put those 2.2 million barrels and 2.2 million barrels essentially gets pulled off the world stage because India, what India is going to do is say, hey, Russia, we'll take it off your hands but we're going to take it off your hands at a 50% discount. Russia's going to decide, okay, do we get rid of it at a 50% discount? Then essentially India has to find somebody to, um, to process that oil, to refine it. Uh, they also, there, there's a potential, I, I think, and it starts now, insurers will not insure Russian oil shipments and deliveries. So if something happens to that Russian oil, do you think somebody's going to take a chance and not you know, insure? Uh, a $10 million shipment. They want to insure it, but nobody's going to insure it. So again, the problem that you have with oil is it's a commodity. As recession fears loom, uh, the, the futures and, and those prices that are set from the future of commodities, they want to come down. So oil is stuck in this thing where we all know demand is going to continue, but will demand come down because of a recession? If that's the case, then your supply is not really an issue. But Halima Croft, who I view as the, the best analyst out there on oil, uh, has said, hey, something's got to give and we're going higher. It's just a matter of when. Um, there's an interesting one. NLY. Not one that I, I, I think I've talked about it in the past. Annally. This one has just been killed. Uh, since January, uh, really since December. It's trading at 589 right now. Uh, this one puts off a, I think it's a 12% dividend. Let me look. Um, it is a 14% dividend. The forward PE is six. This is a real estate trust. Um, here's the earnings, on the earnings conference call, chief financial officer, Serena Wolf said, and here's a quote, we have in recent quarters communicated that we anticipate earnings to moderate, which we still foresee. 
Though we continue to expect earnings to sufficiently cover the dividend for the near term, all things equal. It's a 14 freaking percent dividend. Now, you had this in November at an $8 uh, thing. So your 14% continually gets taken out of this one. Um, they do pay a monthly dividend. So your dividend X date is actually, it was yesterday. Um, so you don't have, you had the dividend taken out. That's why it's $5.89. You were in this one at $6. Um, and the dividend was taken out. So you probably, in at $6, you could have gotten out at about six $6.40, uh, but you were waiting for that dividend. Do I see this one coming back up? You know, after each dividend, it seems to have continued to go down. There hasn't been a positive trade here. The only positive trade in the recent history of this one was February 28th, you bought it $6.93. You got out right after the dividend payment, April 1st, with a 1% gain, which means you got your dividend and you got your 1% gain. I like it for a 14%, but again, I think there's better uh, dividends out there. Let's take MPLX, for example. MPLX is an energy company. It's a master limited partnership. It's got a 9.72% dividend. Um, this is one that I would expect to be back to 38. It's got catalysts that, that kind of throw it forward. Um, I, it's at 2901 is your buy. You're trading at 2917 right now. So you're right within there. I don't think you have a problem buying this. The RSI is at 42. I think that's a great one. So, uh, but I wanted to bring up NLOI just in case somebody's on like a fixed income, blah, blah, blah. You want a dividend. It's a 14% dividend. And it is a favorite. It's a REIT. Um, you know, with housing prices and rents kind of going up, this one has been beaten down. It, it might be due for a bounce up, but take a look at that chart for yourself. I'll kind of finish off here, and I've been going on for probably an hour now. Uh, five Goldman Sachs, uh, Goldman Sachs stocks that they recommend uh, for a rebound, a 50% retracement. Uh, Alcoa, AA is the, uh, the symbol. This is a mining company. They think it can take advantage of the low commodity prices because each rise in commodity prices means a 20 each 10% rise in a commodity price means that Alcoa charges 20%. So it, it, you know, they're going to take advantage of that. Now, the MACD is down. You'd be in this one at 40, 40, it looks like 4680. It's trading at 47 right now. Uh, the analysts have an $85 price target. Again, I said that right. You're trading at 45. The analysts have an $85 top price target on this one. Uh, BMRN, Biomarin Pharma. Um, BMRN, let me type this one. Um, RN. Uh, Boy, Monitor, Reynolds, Nancy. I think those are the right ones. This one, don't buy it right now. The MACD's crossing down. Um, this one, the uh, the even though you're trading 83 right now, you could have gotten it 77, uh, June 17th, seven days ago. Uh, I think it's probably coming down. Back down to that, you do have a golden cross that might be coming up, um, but that MACD is super, super high. It's just gotten too much. Their earnings are coming up on July 27th. But I bring this one up. The consensus price target is 112 and it's trading at 83. So do I think it's going there? Eh, maybe. Um, but again, it's, it's a good one. Um, Boeing. I'm not a big fan of Boeing. I think Boeing still has trouble. But they bring up a good point. Price target for Boeing is $288. That's the consensus. Now, do I think it's getting up there? Eh, I don't know. They kind of do some things right. We kind of get back into the good graces. Uh, China orders more planes. Eh, might be a $200 stock. It's trading at $138. One that I do think that they have right is Data Dog. 
Um, Datadog D D O G, D Dog, um, not D D A W G, D D O G. Um, consensus target is one fifty six. You had a MACD cross up here at ninety two. It's trading at ninety eight. That ninety two dollars ran all the way up to one oh six. So you got your ten percent. Um, the MACD is crossing down. The RSI is at fifty one. I'd kind of wait for an algorithm purchase on this one. Uh, again, if you want my algorithm, I will give it to you. Sign up through the link in Twitter on the pinned tweet. I'll see that you signed up. I'll give you access to my algorithm. It's not hard. I, I just did it with a friend the other day. Um, but their consensus price target was 156. This one's trading at 98. The other one is a symbol XM Qualtrics. Qualtrics. Uh, don't quite know anything about this company. Trading at eleven dollars. I'm sorry, the eleven dollars was the buy-in on the MACD cross up. Trading at twelve fifty-six. That eleven seventy-two, you ran all the way up to fourteen dollars. So you got your ten percent in there, twenty percent. Uh, the consensus price target is thirty-six dollars. So there's four, uh, five stocks that Goldman Sachs. Again, I posted this on Twitter. So I wanted to go over it. I don't know too much about these companies. I know D-Dog. Uh, they are a software company. I think they're similar to um, like a CrowdStrike or something like that. IT managers love them. They're, uh, I think it's a CRM uh, software company. So uh, I like it. Again, I, I know I've gone on for about an hour now, but uh, my plays, SPXU, what is it? Oh, God, I, why don't I remember this? Um, SPXU, SARK, SQQQ. Oh, and you Vixie. Let's look at the VIX. VIX, remember I said it's going back to 30? It's a 29.54. So, uh, you Vixie is your play. That is at 14.79. So you're up today. Remember I said buy it at 13? Boom. Boom. So. My guess is you're going to be at 15 something today. Um, you know, again, there, there's no good news in the market right now. Nothing. So trade well, trade happy. Uh, long term, I, I, I think you'll be fine. Short term, I think we're going to get hurt. Again, I agree with the analysts. I think the second half, uh, enjoy the end of the first half today. I think it's down. I think we start taking off. Buy your Tesla under 6 to 50. What's Tesla in the pre-market? Tesla is at 673. Ooh, it's up. So, um, yeah, do that one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.